Welcome podcast listeners. I am so excited because today I get to speak with one of my great friends and actually someone I've learned a lot from over the past few years. And this is Susan Gomez. Susan is the um, chair of the Inland Empire Community Collaborative. I'm not going to talk to you about that yet. I will let Susan um, weave that into her story because it in and of itself is a remarkable force. I think that's the best way to describe it, Susie, don't you think? Exactly. It's incredible. So um, welcome, Susan. And um, I probably will just call you Susan, Susie, whatever, um, or Mi Amiga. And then um, I'd like if you would start by sharing with our listeners something about yourself. Okay. Well, first, Sarah, thank you so much for the kind introduction. And it is a privilege and an honor today to be able to talk to you a little bit about the journey that I've had. Your question about how uh, I got here today or where I've been. I was an executive director to a nonprofit for almost 22 years. I worked with clients with disabilities. It was kind of my life uh, working in social work. And about five years ago, There was a big transition for me in my life. I not brought on by myself in terms of wanting to make that change, but kind of forced upon me. Things happened, and um, in my life, I never thought I'd be faced at almost 55 years of age, having to make some huge decisions about what I was going to do in my life. And at that point, I think as so many women do, you feel overwhelmed and out of control and not having a say in what direction your life is going. And um, the struggle for me was, um, what do I do? What resources do I have in order for me to overcome this kind of big change in my life? So I left the organization after, like I said, 22 years and found myself not working and then came Sarah Box. Well, so let me ask you a question. You weren't independently wealthy either. No, no. You were like not going, wahoo, I don't have yeah. to work and I've got all this cash. No, I had fortunately had worked there for 22 years and had a, was able to at 55 retire, but not at the, you know, the kind of life that I could, I needed to have to support myself. So I think it was a whole complete start from the beginning. Like what was this 55 year old woman who is going to go out into the workforce? I had had this job forever and the previous job I had for 10 years. So I wasn't a kind of person that went from one job to the another. I usually stayed regardless of me being really fulfilled at the job. And I didn't even realize at that point that there, that I wasn't, you know, that there was other options. I thought, you know, here's a job. It pays really well. I have great benefits. I might not like my job so much sometimes, but um, there's no other choices for me. I'm older and where would I go to get what I'm getting? And so you kind of sell yourself short about what is possible because you think it's easier to stay where you're at than it is to try to risk going somewhere else. So, so that, that actually brings me to another question. Sure. So when you had those thoughts about yourself, did they keep you up at night? And if so, what else kept you up at night? I think that actually was, I, I you know, to be frank about it, I wasn't sleeping at all. It was literally um, paralyzing to me. And another thing that had never happened in my life was um, I think if I just could sleep, then because in my head are all these thoughts, like what are the solutions? And I didn't, 
find them in myself. Solutions were not part of my conversation with myself at that time. It was as if life had been put upon me uh, normally. That's how I had my, you know, made decisions in my life. And then I would respond to them. So wait, wait, can you say a little bit more about that? You know, I'm a single mom. I had always made decisions that really were financially based because I had to support my daughter. And so many times it wasn't necessarily the job I wanted or the house I wanted to live in or the apartment I wanted to live in. And so I would stay where I was at because it was convenient and it was easier, to be honest. And I would wait until the landlord said, they needed to sell the house before I'd move. I knew I wanted to move, but I didn't make the choice for my life at those days. I would wait until life hit me and then I would react to it. That was kind of how I lived my life since I was younger, even all the way till 55. Yeah. So it was a different way of, of understanding, I think, uh, came to me later in life, which is why it's such a privilege today to talk about that and how what a transformative way of living it can be when you have a different focus on how you can control what happens in your life. Yeah. Can you describe for our listeners two things? When you say it's, it's great to feel that, what it's like when you can have control, mm-hmm. how do you experience that today? So in terms of decision-making, And how did you get from where you were to that? But really, how does it feel today when it comes to you making decisions and choosing? Sarah, I think I'm trying to be as articulate as I can about it. But it is truly, the word is transformative. You can say that, but um, it brings a quality to one's life, to me specifically. And I'll only speak about what has happened to my life, my life after this, um, you know, uh, having coaching and the ability to make decisions in a different way. You now have the joy of saying what matters in your life, right? The joy of knowing that whatever, and even if you fail, it's the ability to know that you can take the risk, right? It opens up opportunities for every part of your life. It touches every part of your life, not just the, the career choices. It impacts, you know, um, your family, my self-esteem. It impacts all aspects of one's life in such a positive way. What are the habits or the way of thinking that you have now? And I'm, I keep going back to contrasting because you say five years ago, but that's not that long in a time horizon. Five years is, yeah. I mean, if you're, I'm for anybody who's like 18 <laughs> listening to this, honestly, five years is not that long. Yeah. It probably seems like a lifetime. Yeah. But, but if you think about the years you had of having different thinking habits, mm-hmm. how did you change those habits or what do you have in place today that keeps you grounded in your new approach? I think I remember one of the first uh, homework assignments about making a list about what matters, right? making a choice about the things that matter. I think I use that almost in every decision that I make now, right? I put in columns or even if it's even in my head, but mostly I like to write them down and say, what are the items I'm uncompromising about them being in my life or not being in my life? And those things that I would be willing to be, you know, make, make accommodations for. And then those that absolutely can never be in my life again. That little tidbit of wisdom has just been the gem for me, right? I say to myself, whenever I'm doing something or going to make a decision, 
is this something that fits in what I want out of who, where I'm going now, right? And if it doesn't, then I'm not going to spend energy on it. And I'm going to focus on the things that I, I feel positive about and that I can make a change about. And that changes everything about how you move forward in one's life. And I think on the daily habit kind of thing, I love the book that I was given given to me by a dear, dear friend, but actually um, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but the idea that every day you wake up and with some gratitude and intentionality about your day is something that I practice every single day and end my day in the same way. It seems like such a small thing if, you, if all the tips that I've had, I would say that one for me, and that's the one I share mostly with friends and family, that they also tell me that has made a significant change for them. It's a simple gesture of just, and I just say, just do three things that you're grateful for in the morning and three at the end of the evening. If you just have time for that, do that for yourself every day. And it does make a difference. To contrast with where you were five years ago, when mm-hmm. you were confronted with a choice you didn't want, or mm-hmm. it wasn't of your own choosing, right? right? So it wasn't even a choice. It was a, here's a change. Yes. Like this change or not, yes. it's changing. Right? Yeah. What is going on in your life now? Can you can you share with us how things are different for you now? Yes. So now it's kind of like um, you know, say a dream come true. So five years ago, I wrote on a list what are the things that you want to see in your life in the next five years. Like if I had a dream on what could happen to me, right? What would it look like? And I remember I wrote on my list, um, you know, I want to be a consultant. I want to work for a company. <laughs> I want to help other nonprofits be the best that they can be. And I want to be a better person and have better skills for myself to have the confidence to do the work that I want to do. I think that's also really important. It's just not also reaching those goals but it's the journey that's been for me has been the gift. It's been this great learning, but also um, I think it kind of is self-fulfilling. Once you start having such great responses to a change in the way you make decisions, it kind of just escalates in all aspects of your life. So for me now, I am honored to be involved with an organization of almost 59 nonprofits in a region, an organization that never existed five years ago, that somehow I had some part in the success that we are having now, you know, raising $14.2 million amongst us. I mean, it is a model that has not been demonstrated and that we're, you know, making significant changes in the community we reside in it has exceeded anything that was on my list five years ago about what I wanted for myself. And the idea that thinking, well, could I earn the same amount of money that I was earning when I was working full time in a job working 60 hours a week? Yes, you can, because there's intentionality as well about what boundaries you set for myself as I move forward. And the success isn't about the money. It's about I'm the one that decides what happens in my life and how it happens and who I want around me to help me be a better person. And um, so that's been the kind of big uh, aha moment for me. I'm just pausing because I recall back five years ago when you were sharing the list, right? Your list and you're thinking, I don't know. I don't know how to get from here to even the first step, but you stepped out. Yes. Right. You said, I think it's this direction and you started Mm -hmm. and then you adjusted. 
you tested, you adjusted. And so it's, it is really remarkable, not because it's unfathomable, mm-hmm. but because you've been fearless, right? You and then the, the folks you partner with. Yes. I mean, you guys are just individually and collectively, mm-hmm. not only do you have a vision, but then there's this other shared vision. Yes. That everybody is like moving toward. Don't take this the wrong way. But but this is one of my favorite kind of dogs is a border collie, right? Uh-huh. And I just think about like, you've got that goal. And you've got all these folks who they're not really sheep, but they kind of, they're going in the same direction. But maybe they get, get lackadaisical and they stop to eat a little grass, right? And here you are going, come on, come on, folks. We're going this way. Yeah. And um, I hope that's not offensive. <laughs> no, it's not. But I just, there's that energy and that intentionality mm-hmm. to a goal. Yes. And it is a difference because I think it's important also to note that it's work. It's, um, it's intentional and there's work to be done. It isn't something that just says, oh, it has happened. What are the things that I need to do to make that happen, right? There's a plan that's in place and there are specific things that have to happen in order for you to make that goal, right? That idea that you can control that is just incredible, right? Because it does then migrate into other parts of your life on how that can strengthen other things. So you talked earlier about, you know, when you were a mom raising your daughter, and I know that she's recently gotten married. How has she reacted to the changes in your life? I think for her, honestly, Sarah, that is the most rewarding of all of them is she'll say, mom, I don't even recognize you anymore, right? And I think like um, the idea that I travel and go go to Mexico for months at a time and, you know, do the things that I'm doing in my old life, I would have never, I would have been too afraid. I would have been too scared. People would have convinced me it's not safe or, you know, a woman by herself trying to do these things was really not. And I also understand there's a cultural thing about that, but um I think I love that she is so proud of the fact that she sees me happy and also the fact that I can now coach her, right? I didn't have those skills to model for her, right? But I can now. And so the idea that I tell her, look at Mimi, how I changed my life when I was 55 years old. You're 27. You can do this and look at the life you can choose to have because you're going to make choices and make decisions in a different way. So I think the most proudest thing, and I I am going to divert because I'm going to be bragging about the child. I taught, you know, she knows my story and all this stuff and she was unhappy with her job. And she goes, mom, I'm just going to do it. And at first I thought, oh my God, what did I, what did I create for this child? Right. And she was fearless and she went in and she asked what she wanted for her salary and she got it. And it was like thousands of dollars more than she expected. And she goes, mom, I just wrote it down. Like you told me I was confident about when I walked in. And so I say, the idea that exponentially we can help one another, and it certainly is such a gift to do it for your own children, but it also is a gift to be able to share with others. I mean, because I remember, Sarah, that was the one thing you asked me. All I say is you'll help me, but you need to do the same for someone else. And that is the gift of this having this great opportunity to change your life. So you've just actually so clearly um, described the whole mission and purpose behind this podcast series of No Labels, No Limits, right? Because we know there are women like yourself, myself, and your daughter who may be separated from people who can give them that wisdom at that moment. And you then 
today, you, Susie, are that wisdom for the people listening. You are. One of the things that um, I wanted to ask you is, you know, going back even before this major change for you, mm-hmm. if you were to sit down with yourself at your daughter's age, mm-hmm. you know, 25, 26, 27, yeah. what advice would you give yourself, Susie, um, mm-hmm. at that age, knowing what you know now? I think I would have said, I deserve a good life, right? I think that would be the thing, that I deserve a good life and that there's a way to do it, right? Because at that time, you don't really know there's a way to do it. And having the tools to to be successful, because that's what it is, someone's giving you like the recipe for a good life, right? That's That's a better analogy for me. Like here, someone hands you this recipe on how you can make a better life, right? And that becomes the foundation for you in all different parts of your life and recognizing that it, it is the, the joyfulness. And it also is the fact that you can be fearless about making mistakes. That would be the other thing I'd say when I was younger, that you will make mistakes. And it is not in the mistakes. It's in that you took the risk and you tried it. That's the best part of it. That is the best part of it. Not just not just waiting for life to happen and being afraid, but being fearless about it and being rewarded. And you'll and you'll also be, you know, having to not be rewarded at times, but at least the joy comes with that you tried it. Yeah. You talked about having the tools and the knowledge. Where do folks go to get that? Are there places in their communities? Where do you turn? Because I'm, I can imagine myself listening to this and thinking, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. And if I were you at that time, where would I have found, mm-hmm. you know, what I needed? Or today, where might I turn to find what I need? Maybe, I think, are you asking me, like, not necessarily like a professional coach, but maybe just um, resources that you find in terms of like modeling what you would like to have happen? Either or. I mean, really for you, in your experience, what mm-hmm. got you out of that, those nights where you weren't sleeping and you were thinking, I don't know the path forward. Right. Um, you know, that that all too familiar little anxiety buzz that we get when mm-hmm. we're, we're scared, frankly. Right. I think finally it was for me the idea that I didn't want to be the one to just to give up because I thought I was like right on the edge of that, that feeling of I could just go that way and it would be easier, but I don't want to just fall off the cliff here. I don't want to fall off the cliff. And I think that's, that's how, that's how far I had gone that it required that I asked for help. And that's the other part. I never, asked for help before this. I always thought I need everybody to think that I am taking care of everything and taking care of them, but that myself, I never took care of, right? I never asked for help and I never really took care of myself. So that's been another big transformative part of my life in the last few years is I am selfishly take care of myself in a way that I pick life and things in my life that bring joy. And, you know, art for me is that. So art is part of my life. And um, I hadn't had it in my life in almost 15 years before this uh, happened. And 
it is what brings me, other than my child and my family, the most joy in my life is that. And so I ensure that that's part of my daily life every day to make sure those are the things that, that are included in the habits of, of my life as we move forward. I think what I want to do is ask you, um, as we start to wrap up, mm-hmm. what is one of the best pieces of advice you have ever been given? You know, there's a couple ones, but I'll, honestly, the one that first came to mind um, was one my grandmother gave me. I do it in Spanish, but I'll do it in English. You can do it in both. <laughs> it's okay. It was, she said to me that uh, I was big in education. I love college. I love school, right? So, you know, I do have four degrees, so, this, so people know that was one of my things because I did it well, right? School was always like a plus for me because I love learning. And one day she said to me, it was like my second master's I was working on, and she was still alive in her 90s. And she, that day, came to me and she said, Mijita, um, your education is important, and we're proud of all the things that you've done. But um, without character and without having, it won't matter how much money you have or what education you have, if you don't have the character that you're looking for for the rest of your life, that's where you should spend your time and energy with. And honestly, Sarah, that's when I started doing the work with you um, was that I, I, you know, success was always for me that I could be really accomplished in school. And success was not about that, right? And that's what I remembered. My grandma saying that to me, carácter es más importante de dinero. So it's more important than money. It's the most important thing that you have. Yeah, and without an education, without character, means nothing. That's very powerful. Yeah, that was a good one for my grandma. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, and you, I'm just reflecting on what you said. You pick the people you want in your life, and my bet would be character played a role on who got on the list and who <laughs> said bye. Yes, See, yes. exactly, exactly. Oh, mm-hmm. grandma, mm-hmm. good advice. Good advice. Um, Consejos, they are called in Spanish. Consejos. <laughs> I will practice my Spanish so we can. There you go. We will not do it on not the podcast. No, um, not this year. Do you have a favorite book or a resource or a tip that you would like to share with our listeners? You know, actually, is the book I I do love. It was one of the first self-help books I ever read from front to end was The Miracle Morning that was given to me by someone very special to me. It's by uh, Hal Elrod. So I think if you're going to start somewhere, that was such a great book to start with. So I would recommend that highly. Is that where you got your um, gratitude? Gratitude in the morning kind of starting every day. That's been really the habit kind of stuff for me was kind of embedded in that book for me. And it was a good start because I I have never, never read a self-help book in my life until that one. That was the first time. Yeah. Wow. I know. Well, that's I, a good I'm like one. a fiction person. <laughs> well, that's a good book to read. So. Yeah. It was really helpful. Well, Susie, as we're winding down on the interview, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you who might be interested either in how you made your transition or transformation, yeah. but maybe more about the Inland Empire Community Collaborative or... Where would you like folks to find you? You know, the best way to reach me is always by my email. It's uh, S. Gomez, G-O-M-E-Z, and the number is 2729-3 at gmail.com. That's the best. I'm really good about answering emails as soon as I get them. 
So we'll post the, that in the show notes so folks have it. So if you're driving a car and listening to this, do yeah. not write it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will have it in the show notes for you. And I guess I'll just ask you if there's any last piece of wisdom you want to share with oh, folks. Thinking about that. Um, I think the strength in all of um, this new learning and trying to put into practice the things you learn is understanding that you now can be accountable for the life you want to have, right? And it starts you off being able to be fearless and be, you know, not afraid. And um, with that comes the added joy. And um, I would, what's the best word I think that I'm thinking of? Um, Quality to my life uh, because of the way that I make decisions now. And I'm forever grateful for the ability to do that. I will, it's, you can never go back. That's the other part of this. You never can go back. This is only, there's only now and the, and the new way of having a better life. And think about the strength of that. You know, it is just powerful. And I wish that I had the skills to be able to do that for others. And that's my new goal is I'm going to get better at this so that I can share it and also um, help someone else as we move forward. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. I know that you actually do that on a regular basis because I talk to people whose lives you've impacted and I see it in action. From the bottom of my heart, Susie, thank you so much for being one of our um, premier guests. Right? Thank this you, will- Sarah. This this podcast will air um, within the first two weeks of our launch, and I feel really excited. About I am it. too. I'm thrilled that you're doing this. We're excited to hear your podcast and the guests that you're going to have on. Um, you know, it's just a great time to know that you're making a difference for so many different people, not just women, but people's lives, and that impacts a lot of people. So um, we're grateful for you being here. Thank you, well, my friend. My pleasure, my friend. Mi amiga. I will practice my <laughs> Spanish. Spanish. There you go. So that's it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, please hop on over to iTunes or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. This helps us get the word out to more people just like you who want to live a no-labels, no-limits life. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.